habits, traditions, roles, and expectations in our homes influence the hearts, minds, spirits, and bodies of our children and the nation. I'm Jody Chafee, and in this episode, I'll be talking with Greg Denning of gregdenning.com and worldschoolacademy.com. We'll be discussing social leadership and world-class education and how parents can help cultivate character in their children. We are in Germany. Wow, awesome. How long have you been there? Uh, we've been here like nine months, and we packed up everything, and we're heading out next week. Wow. wow. <laughs> you live an exciting life yeah, on the road. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> That's so yeah, cool. we love it. So tell us really quickly about yourself and what you do. So first, the most important thing I do is I'm a husband and a father. We have seven kids. Our new baby just joined us a month ago oh, here in Germany. That's so exciting. And um, we have been traveling for 10 years together, kind of traveling around the world, um, just having incredible adventures and, and doing some philanthropy and humanitarian work, trying to trying to make a positive difference in the world and travel with our family and create that kind of family culture, which we're going to be talking about. And I actually am, um, I'm an educational leadership mentor. Um, so I teach personal leadership or self leadership. I teach social leadership, humanitarian leadership, and, uh, really, I don't know. I love it. I love what I do. <laughs> this is so awesome because I, I, I help youth and families, just it's cliche, but I help them become their best selves. That's what I do. I help them to reach their full potential and just really live in a great way. And so do that through, through mentoring services and through, you know, adventures. We take them out on adventures around the world. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Wow. So that, that, how does that take you around the world? You, you go to where your clients are or. No, we, we, we go where we want to go <laughs> or feel, you know, feel impressed to go. So we, we just love living wherever we want to live and have a cultural experience as a family. Um, and, and most of my work is done from the Internet or I go off to it for a trip. And so we can live wherever. That's why for the last, for the last decade, we've just been kind of wandering around the earth, learning languages. Uh, we set up a, some nonprofit organizations. We, we get out and immerse ourselves in culture and learning and, you know, do the whole world schooling thing. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. That's incredible. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would definitely envy your life <laughs> to be able to do that. So um, for this podcast, talking about family culture, um, I'm really excited about this topic. I feel really inspired to talk about it um, just because I think that our family culture can either make or break our families. And so I'd like to hear what is your definition of family culture and why tell us why you think it's important and how it can help kids either flourish or flounder in the Yeah. 
Love it. Thanks so much. And and I've been thinking about this and writing about it <laughs> for years and talking about it for years uh-huh. because in, in my mind, when literally, and I wrote this quite a while ago in my own, in my own documents, when everything else falls away, family culture is still there. Mm-hmm. Like culture is the default. So it doesn't matter what else is happening. Family culture always wins out in the end. So, you know, we can set up our goals and we can try to do this or that or the other and we can talk nice and we can make these plans, uh-huh. but ultimately culture always wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. eats everything else for breakfast, yeah, right? Right, right. Because ultimately that's the feeling that we all come back to is what, what is what is this that's going on in our homes? It's It's that feeling and it's that identity that we have in our homes, yeah. Absolutely. And the, and the biggest part of it, and you hit it right there, is identity. And, and as you know, I've been studying. So I ended up, I'll tell, just briefly tell my story. I ended up, um, I grew up in a broken home. Mm-hmm. And it was just a mess. And speaking of culture, it was, it was an absolute disaster. And I ended up out on my own at an early age, um, really just struggling, trying to survive. Um, just completely on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, it, afraid, insecure, lonely, shy, timid just trying to figure things out. And I, I hated that. Those years were so hard. And uh-huh. I, I was just desperate to find the answer, the secrets to success, to family happiness. I knew it was possible. Uh-huh. And I saw other people doing it. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. And so I've been studying voraciously for the last two decades um, how, to, how to do this stuff. And I still, I still am studying like crazy. And I found uh-huh. the secrets and found the recipe. And ultimately, that's what it is. It's, it's creating this identity, like you were saying, that is directly tied to behavior. And mm-hmm. as you study all that, you study psychology, you study personal development, peak mm-hmm. performance, it is inter- intimately tied together. What you believe about your identity is, it affects how you think and feel and behave. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were saying earlier, your, your family culture, we have to cultivate that identity because that will determine our behavior. Awesome. So how – and and – it is. It has to be intentional. As our as parents, you have to actually be conscientious about what the feeling is in your home, how you're talking to your kids, what your values are, what traditions and what stories you're creating, you know, and retelling and things like that. As as of your, it could be your, you know, what your family history or your traditions or you know those things that you're retelling every year, and and that's what creates their identity. Um, so what are you doing in your home now? to, you know, obviously, you know, that you didn't have growing up, but now you are, you've turned around and you're cultivating this in your home. So what, tell us about, like, what are you doing to incorporate your kids' education as you study or, or family work or, you know, what is it that your family values that you are working to cultivate in your family? Oh, awesome question. And, and because of my own experience, I've been, well, my wife and I have been super intentional about this. I mean, when we were dating, we were talking about this kind of <laughs> stuff. We were, we were spot on, like, no, we're going to succeed. We're going to make it happen. And this is how it, we have to do it, right? And so we, we've set up, um, intentionally set up rituals that no matter, and, and our life's very unconventional. I realize that. Uh-huh. Um, it's very unconventional, but, and, and we love it. It's not for everybody, but man, it's for us. We, well, the, well, we love it. But your lifestyle, it's, it can be like um, kind of maybe difficult sometimes to create the rituals if, if, if 
you're on the road all the time or you're changing your locations a lot, you know, there's that there's something inconsistent about your lifestyle, but at the same time as a family you can create something consistent that helps yes. the kids to flourish. Yeah. Yes, and we had we had to even be more deliberate about it because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people talk to us and are like, "Well, how do you how do you have a sense of stability, mm-hmm. right, in your family? How do you, how do you are you stable, right?" And and actually, you know, we, we've created that that culture that has unbelievable stability. It doesn't matter where we are, or what we're doing, whether we're you know overlanding. We drove from Alaska to Panama, you know, whether we're driving around, whether we're flying all over. We lived in uh, Morocco last year. Uh, in Africa, in a fully Muslim country, which was spectacular, mm-hmm. spectacular. We're we're leaving next week to go to France, and then Spain, and then Italy, and Greece, and Turkey. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it doesn't matter where we are in the world, we have this culture of education, mm-hmm. of tight family relationships, of serving. Mm-hmm. of being curious learners and helpers and embracing culture and customs and language wherever we are. And so we set those things up and you, and you know, we can, we can sit there and talk about this and love yeah, yeah. big philosophy, well, right? Like, so but, what is some of the like language that you use with your kids to help them to be service oriented or to be able to be like um, experimental with their education or, you know, things like that where, you know, it, it, there's, there's more to it than just, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to be service oriented, but you have to, you know, what are, what are some, what are some of the things that you say to your kids or some of the activities that you do to actually, you know, bring those in? You talked about routines. What are some of those routines that you do? Uh, I love it. I love it. You're right. <laughs> Cause you have, we have to get it ingrained first in our own souls. I mean, it's gotta be a part of us yeah. and then a part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, to answer that, I'll share kind of our whole educational philosophy, uh-huh. right? I, I believe the three main ways to learn and really get a world-class education and grow is through phenomenal books. Mm-hmm. And so you ask, you know, what words are you saying? What, what stories are you telling? We're reading from the best books ever written. Yeah. Like we literally carry around four to 500 pounds of books with us everywhere we go. <laughs> and people world. are like, get a Kindle. And we like, we tried that, right? We could, but we do audiobooks too. So mm-hmm. where we're driving, we got audiobooks on. Where we are, we unpack our books and we're reading. And so what language are we reading? How, how are we getting this into our kids' mind? We're reading great stories from, from the time they're born. They're hearing these great stories of, of heroes and heroines and people who are serving and make a difference in the world. Yeah. So that's one way. They're getting these books. The second way uh, element of, of learning is is world class experiences. It's mm-hmm. experiential learning, and so from the time our kids were little, we were out trying to make a difference, trying to serve, trying to love. They see us modeling it, yeah. And that that, that, that is, is key. so key, yeah. That's key, right? They're gonna see your parents modeling. We can talk all day, but we gotta <laughs> model it. And so we're taking our little kids, and honestly, it's inconvenient, mm-hmm. and it is slow to drag a kid along to try to get something done. You're right. like, I could just get this done. But that's not the point, right? Yeah. The kids, yeah. they're helping. And so from, from very little, even when they're not cognitively going, oh, this is what we do, they grow up and just think, this is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. This is life. This is how life is. And so in their, in their culture, in their identity, they're like, yeah, we help people. We love people. We yeah. serve people. We learn. We're not, we're not prejudiced or racist or, or, or holding back on, on those kind of things. And so we're very intentional about having really world-class experiences. 
we get out and make things happen that are like culture shock and like reality check and like, whoa, right? The kids have awesome memories. And then, of course, the third fountain of learning is inspiration or revelation. Mm-hmm. And, and you try to facilitate that so the kids have their own aha moments. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful now when, when your kids just come into you and they're just like, Dad, I get it. I get it. I, I had this thought. I had this feeling. This is what life's all about. Right? And you're just like, yeah. Right? <laughs> if you can facilitate as parents those three things consistently day in and day out, that's when it starts to happen. So we read to them every day, mm-hmm. mornings and evenings. We have our morning rituals that we do no matter where we are in the world, a hotel or home, whatever. We have rituals we do. We study from a sacred text, from the scriptures. We we pray together as a family. We read from great books and have great discussions. We're memorizing. Our kids are memorizing. We have a book of quotes and poems and great things that we're just repeating every morning. And the, their memories are amazing. And, and they've got this stuff in their mind. It's going to be with them for the rest of their lives, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we have conversations. We're out driving. We're out having experience. We're intentional about, hey, did you notice that? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do differently because of that? Or we'll stop a book and say, hey, you hear that? Do you hear that story? And, and you start facilitating that, and they just embrace it as an identity. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. That that's really I don't I don't even know how to like add to that. That's <laughs> that's I I totally that's amazing. I love that you talked about the morning routines, studying from the scriptures and everything like that. It really starts there to to cultivate. Because one of the things about this podcast I wanted to discuss with people is that there's you know the kids, their hearts, their minds, their spirits, and their bodies. And when we yep. are when we are con- conscientious and we're intentional about shaping the, our culture, all they'll they'll be balanced. They'll be they'll be well-rounded kids. And and you can't you, know, you don't don't neglect any any one of those things. You got to help I them can't. to develop each of those things. Can't. That's awesome. As I've if I can if I can just share a thought with that real quick. Yeah. As I've, I've as we've traveled around the world together in five different continents um, over the last decade, really. I've well. Too, essentially, I've really had a great opportunity to work with families, work with individuals. I've done a lot of coaching and mentoring. I've worked with thousands of people. And you see that if, if one of those elements is missing, life gets so out of balance yeah. and you find so much stress and turmoil and, and friction and frustration and life just gets to be almost unbearable. Yeah. And so what I love to talk about and teach about is the Fantastic Five, right? So I call, I call them the Fantastic okay. Five. It's physical mental, spiritual, social, and emotional. Uh-huh. It's those five critical elements of our lives, and we have to have those individually, personally, ourselves. Uh-huh. We've got to be on top of those things, and then we've got to instill that in our kids. Because just like you said earlier, if any of those get off, man, life gets <laughs> out of whack. It, it, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And one of the thoughts that I had while you were talking about when people approach you about Oh my gosh, how do you have any structure or whatever? You know, when when you're homeschooling kids, you can always get that, oh, what about their social identity or their socialization? And I always have to crack up about that because it's like, what, what more socialization? What is socialization versus social? There's a difference. And and you have to address those 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 needs, but socialization is different today than it used to be in a way, I think, that that we used to grow up, raise up kids to become youth and adults, and now they're becoming teenagers. And 
and young adults that have there's a new there's a new psychological uh age definition that's like they don't even know what to call it because you know because it's this age between 18 and 25 that they're not they just don't grow up you know yep. and and there's so there's there's more to it than just their social oh, it's so socialization is really you can kids can become socialized <coughs> with their parents you know what i mean it's like if your parents if your parents are conscientious about helping them to develop good manners good you know mentalities like you're talking about then parents can have the capacity to socialize their kids and grow them up to become responsible and functioning adults you know and 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 whatever environment that you as parents believe that is going to help them to flourish and you know you have obviously embraced that and taken it into your hands that whatever environment you feel like you should be in that's going to help cultivate what your kids need in order to become great flourishing kids and they obviously they are you know and so that's that's really powerful so would you please go into a little bit more about what you do what how your work is helping other families to cultivate their family culture you touched on it but um just to give my audience more insight into what you do in your work and to connect you with to connect them with with you and what you do as well so it actually fits it fits really well with with what I explained before with our educational philosophy, uh-huh. with with getting in the best books, right, is a liberal arts education, getting in the great classics um, and, and learning how to really read a book and get into that educational side of it, right, where there's study combined with literally life-changing transformational experiences. And so I do family mentoring. Uh-huh. Uh, and, well, I specialize with youth. Great. I love youth. Love the youth, and so I work with the youth, and, and I have courses. We've set up courses for youth um, and, and live mentoring, and recorded mentoring, just to help them, you know, walk through all these principles and these ideas. Uh-huh. Right. One of the, one of the big things I teach is social leadership, how to be like a social superstar. And, and my definition of that is that you can have a meaningful conversation with anyone, anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you are, race, background. Rich or poor, men or women, whatever, age, it doesn't matter. You can have a meaningful conversation with anyone anywhere. That's that's a social superstar versus somebody who's <laughs> right has a hard time talking it's to anybody, awkward. right? Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, right? So that's one of those elements. And then you know, we create courses, and then I lead um, expeditions, um, okay. literally transformational experiences where we take people to Guatemala for a humanitarian expedition that just changes their whole reality and we go serve and help people there. I'm taking a group next week to Morocco to get into, you know, full on Muslim country and one of the oldest markets and biggest markets in all of Africa. And we're going to go out into the Sahara desert and stay, stay a couple nights out there uh, over the Atlas mountains. I mean, just embracing a culture and tradition and history uh, you know, they say the Berbers have been around for 9,000 years. And just to get into that, that whole world and Islam, right? Then we're, we're taking a trip to Nepal in several months. And we'll go up, um, we'll take them to the base camp of Everest. We'll take them in to do some humanitarian work way back in the Himalayas and these, these really remote villages. And, and again, the whole idea is you're just expanding your mind. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're seeing things you didn't know. <laughs> you're just, whoo! And, yeah. and it, it, it changes you. It can't not change you. And so you're having these transformations in the great books, mm-hmm. right, in great discussions, these colloquia. 
Yeah. And and you know, asking the big questions, doing doing getting the habits in place, getting your own culture in place, yeah. and then having these experiences that just shake things up. Yeah. And you combine that, it just is a world class education. I love that because, you know, a lot of times you hear how kids don't develop these soft characteristics that people are talking about, you know, the character developments and they're try to they try to do things to synthetically promote these characteristics in these kids of having empathy or you know all the these kinds of things and in reality getting them out there and having experiences talking to them about real life experiences or or great literature and things like that that's really the best way to get them to develop their character and you can't do it academically it's not academic thing it's a it's a practical thing and, yeah. and you have to, you know, they have to see people in their element in order to develop empathy. And they have to see, you know, get out there and serve people and do things that, that are going to change their hearts. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love your work. That's, I really appreciate you and that this is what you're doing. And you go all over the world and you can, you can affect so many people's lives because, because you're living this nomadic dream. <laughs> that yeah, it's awesome. Can I share a quick story just um, just to illustrate exactly what you were saying there? Uh, We took these girls, um, girls from, you know, we took a whole group actually of of affluent youth and just great youth. These are great youth that I I was down there with. We took them to Peru or to Guatemala this time to help with some indigenous people that, I mean, hardly, hardly even spoke Spanish. And one day we divided up the groups to go help these families. And I ended up with uh, five girls from the United States um, we went to serve this family and we, and we were carrying all this stuff in there, supplies to help them because they're starving down there. Malnutrition is terrible. And so they're, they're literally starving. They have, they have nothing. And so we're going to help them learn to grow their own food in the square foot garden boxes and, and just help them be more self-reliant, right? We're helping people help themselves. It just worked out perfectly. And so I take these five teenage girls in between the ages of 14 and 17. We go in there. We get to this family and it's mom and her 17-year-old daughter. Daughter's name was Santa, and, and mom's name was Maria. We're up in the high mountains in Guatemala, and we start helping them, working with them, and we quickly realize mom's blind oh. and really can't do anything. And so I'm speaking to Santa, and she, she's, she's, she's all right with Spanish. You know, They speak Cachiquel. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, how did you learn Spanish? Oh, the nice people in the village are teaching me Spanish. I'm like, I said, Santa, you're 17 years old. Have you ever been to school? Nope. Not a day, not a day has she ever stepped in school. And I'm translating here for these 17, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls that are with me in the group, and they're having this huge reality check. She's just like us. Uh-huh. Never been to school. I ask her, Santa, do you know how to read? Nope. Where's your dad? He died 10 years ago. I said, who, who provides for your family? I do. Wow. I said, Santa, what do you do? And she she sews these gorgeous, gorgeous um, skirts, the cortes, the skirts for the indigenous people. They're, they're dressed. And I said, how long does that take you? And she says, three days. And I said, how much money do you make? She said, about $7. And here's this, this, this sweet girl, 17 years old, never been to school, you know, trying to learn Spanish, trying to provide, take care of her blind mom and her little brother, providing for the family. And, and and you can imagine how these girls from the States were standing there with me listening as I translated and saying, she's just like me. I'm just like her. Look at these different worlds we live in. Yeah. 
and the reality check, the life changing experience that was for them. It was, it was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. That's incredible. That's incredible. Awesome. Well, tell my audience where they can get a hold of you to find your work and get in touch with what you're doing. Where, where can they find you? Yeah, I love it. Um, my, I have two websites. Um, gregdenning.com g-r-e-g-d-e-n-n-i-n-g gregdenning.com and worldschoolacademy.com are two sites we got we got tons of free resources on there and tons of videos and and posts and some courses to help families just become their best self to build in that culture where they can really live their life mission and purpose and and you know reach for that potential i I just wholeheartedly believe (laughs) Every person has so much genius and potential in them, and they just got to let it out. You just got to tap in there and let it out. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. No, I, I really appreciate it. Um, just just love it. Love, love your families. Be real diligent and deliberate about creating those cultures. You know, right? Sit down with your family. Identify. Just get absolutely crystal clear about what, who you want to become and how you want to live. And then just do something every day. Just work out a little bit every single day to make sure you're moving in the direction of your dreams and your goals. And, and you'll build that culture and that culture will become a part of who you are and you'll, you'll live it. You'll create it. And it'll be awesome. visualize what our family should look like or what we want our family to look like that we are developing a stellar family culture and it involves reading good books and giving kids great experiences and having solid discussions with our kids that those are the three elements of a world-class education so thank you again for listening you can check out the show notes of this episode number three with greg denning at homeandfamilyculture.com Please rate, subscribe, comment, share, listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, or on the website of homeandfamilyculture.com.